Welcome back, you cool cats, to Lukewarm Popcorn. On today's episode, we are going to make predictions. And by we, I mean me. You can do this on your own. But I'm going to make my predictions. Over the course of the next two episodes, I am going to make predictions in each of the 19 categories that the Oscar has that are not short categories and are not best picture. So the 19 supporting categories. Now the reason I'm not doing the short categories is A, because I did not see any of them, and B, because if you're nominated for a short category, you're not nominated in anything else. And the purpose of me predicting the other 19 categories right now is that I'm going to use those predictions. I'm going to treat them as truths. And I'm going to see if those, quote, wins, quote, in those other categories will help me predict what's going to win Best Picture. So... Just to reiterate, I'm going to make predictions in 19 categories, pretend that that's actually the results, and use those results with data from the last 93 years to see if I can predict what the best picture is. So it's going to be a less picking which one I want to win this year as much as it is Let's go with the numbers and hope I can finally get one of these predictions right. So the first category we're going to start with, if you couldn't tell, is Best Song. The song you heard in the intro is Down to Joy from the movie Belfast. And already, I feel like I'm liking the vibe of that song. I don't know about you, but I was jamming. Definitely... Not a bad pick. Let's see what's next. I believe we have Dos Origatos from the movie Encanto, which you may or may not have seen. It did take over the internet. Crazily enough, the song that you're about to hear is not either of the two songs that took over the internet because they had to submit their picks for what they wanted to to be nominated before the internet took a hold of, you know, We Don't Talk About Bruno or Surface Pressure, the two, you know, obvious hits from that movie. So let's see what this one is. That one's smooth. I felt that one in my bones, I'm not gonna lie. 
Like, even though it's not one of those two big ones, that whole movie soundtrack is still so good. Still feel it. And, you know, there's something about a song in another language where you don't know what the words are. And it just, you just listen into the rhythm and you're just, you know, vibing with it. That's a good one. Not gonna lie. So far. Encanto 1. Belfast number 2. Up next from the movie Four Good Days, we have Somehow You Do. And I believe this one is sung by Reba McIntyre. Let's hear it. When you think it's the end of the road, it's just cause you don't go where the road's leading to. When you think that the mountain's too high, Now, let me just preface this next by saying that I don't generally go for country music. So this song, and you know, the first song to some extent, aren't generally my cup of tea. But that being said, it is still a jam. I would probably put it at number two. So it's going Encanto, Four Good Days, and then Belfast so far. Now, Four Good Days was a great movie. It was Mila Kunis and Glenn Close. And Mila Kunis is addicted to heroin. And it's about her trying to stay sober long enough to get a medical procedure that will help her stay sober, like, indefinitely. And Mila Kunis and Glenn Close really crushed in that movie. So... Four Good Days, a recommendation from me. I just figured while we are doing some of these lower categories, I would just call out some of the movies that I saw that weren't nominated for Best Picture but are still worth the watch. So Four Good Days, I enjoyed it. Maybe you will too. And this is the only award that this movie was nominated for. So Carpe Diem. Recommend ye rosebuds while ye may, if you will. Anyway, moving on. Up next from the movie King Richard, we have Be Alive by Beyonce Knowles. good too and can i just say so so far we've heard four of them this song be alive and the one from four good days are both the movie or both are both songs that start off the credits so like 
right after you've watched a movie and you've gotten all the emotions in your system, this is the, like, boom, the next thing you hear that really sets the mood for, you know, just solidifying how you felt about the movie. So, like, for this one to come in and just be, like, really powerful, it really, like, you know, shocks you into being, like, man, that was good. So, kudos to Beyonce for killing it at everything. I will say this song probably doesn't feel as re-listenable outside of, like, a movie setting. Like, this is definitely, like, you want to hear it at the end of this movie, but I probably wouldn't put it on a playlist. So I'm going to put this one... You know, it'll, it'll probably be the new number two, so it'll, it's still Encanto. Next up is Beyonce. And then we have Four Good Days and Belfast. Up next, we have, from the movie No Time to Die, the song No Time to Die. This is the James Bond movie by Billie Eilish. Was I stupid to love you? Was I reckless to help? Was it obvious to everybody else that I've fallen for a lie? You Here's the thing. I love Billie Eilish as much as the next one. I'm immediately going to say this is going to be my number five pick. So this is going in into last place. And not because it's that bad of a song, but just because I immediately have to compare it to the other James Bond intro credits songs and compared to the one that Adele did for Skyfall and that Sam Smith did for Spectre this is easily worse than either of those two songs. So I'm going to put it at number five because I was not feeling that song as much as I was feeling the other four on this list. So my ranking for best song after that is Encanto, King Richard, Four Good Days, Belfast, and No Time to Die. Locking it in. Now up next, we are going to talk about original score. Yes, keeping it with the music-themed awards. And after that, we'll probably do best sound. But best score is going to be the last one where you get some musical references to dig off of. So let's hear it. Up first, we have the movie Don't Look Up. going on for that one let me just say it is kind of a scatterbrain type movie so it 
the jarring nature of the score probably aids in the jarring nature of the movie. So that probably works out well. So I have no immediate thoughts. We'll, we'll see what the next ones come up with. Up next we have Dune. You know, I'm not going to lie. I definitely thought, based on my recollection of the movie, that that was going to be more exciting. It does give you the, I feel like I'm in a desert right now, like with the sand sound effects kind of, just like washing over the dunes. But I'm, there's not a lot to grab onto with that score, which I made a big fuss about Hans Zimmer in the, in the, the dune episode. But I was thinking more of like the, there's parts where there's like, you know, visceral, like screaming kind of howling nature to it. So maybe there's just a different song that probably would have better highlighted it. But compared to this, I'm going to put this one at number two behind Don't Look Up so far. Up next, we have none other than Encanto again. Let's see if it can get two for two of these music awards. You know, I'm going to give that one a little bit edge over Don't Look Up. I think I think that accompanied with just how much the, that movie has blown up since, since it came out. I'm going to give this one sort of the edge. So right now it's going Encanto, Don't Look Up, and then Dune. Which just makes me sad because I really wanted Dune to, to win all these things. But i got to be honest with myself. Here in this right now, Encanto over Dune. Next, we have the score from the movie Parallel Mothers. Now, Parallel Mothers is nominated for score and also for Best Actress. Um, it is... That was a weird one. I will say, that one stuck with me a little bit, though. Just because of the twists and the turns. That one is a, in a foreign language. But it's it's about these two mothers who give birth on the same day. And then do two you know, hospital mishaps and just life mishaps. Their babies get swapped and so much starts happening. It's very crazy. I'm not going to spoil it. I I was intrigued by it. I think ultimately I didn't care for the movie. Like I probably won't watch it again. But it did make me think while I was watching it and it did sort of keep me on edge. 
Like I like it was it was like watching like a soap opera. Like it was very like oh my goodness. But anyway, let's hear the score. Without the context of the movie, that score jams. Like, that's pretty good. Still giving it to Encanto over this, but this is probably jump into my number two spot. So, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, Don't Look Up, and then Dune. Up next, we have The Power of the Dog. Let's hear it. getting a lot from that one and maybe that's just me but I mean it was kind of it was a little bit soothing but other than that so I'm gonna put that one at last so for me it's going Encanto again we're gonna give this one to Encanto and then Parallel Mothers Don't Look Up Dune and Power the Dog locking it in now moving on to best sound and I'll just say from here on out I have no more clips to share with you, so we should probably move pretty fast through these, with the, with the slight aside of me calling out movies that didn't get nominated for Best Picture that you might want to see. But for Best Sound, we have Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. And you know, I didn't call out No Time to Die when we were talking about Best Song, just because in my head. I feel like I've talked about it before, but maybe I haven't. No Time to Die is obviously the James Bond movie. It is the last of the Daniel Craig era James Bond, and I liked that one a lot. I think compared to the rest of the Daniel Craig James Bond era, that one is easily in my upper upper half. So it would go Skyfall and then that one. So Skyfall, No Time to Die, and then probably Casino Royale. And then the other two, I rank a little bit lower but anyway that being said no time to die is not my pick for best sound immediately the one that i'm picking for best sound like the one that jumped out to me was dune and yes obviously i love dune but to me i can i can picture like the sound effects of like when the sound effects they created to make like the shields like the energy shields of when like the the sword like hits it dead on or versus when it slowly passes through it 
and just just sort of all the fighting that goes along with the shields and that and on top of that you have like the helicopter sort of noises that they're making and just then walking in the desert like very very sound effect heavy movie so i'm immediately going to give this one to dune if I had to rank the other nominees, I would probably put West Side Story up at number two, just because that's, you know, a musical-based movie. So that's probably a good bet that it would be. It would have a lot of sound editing needing to be done. Um, up third, I would put Belfast, just because there's there's sort of like a like an explosion inner ear kind of sound effect that, that happens a few times, just because they're, it's kind of like a war zone situation. So I'd put that one at number third. And then probably The Power of the Dog at four and No Time to Die at five. Locking it in. Up next is costume design. Now, this is a tricky one just because now I have to remember, I have to think back and, and try and remember all the costume situations that were going on. Nominated for costume design, we have Cruella, a Disney movie based on Cruella de Vil. Cyrano, which is a, as it turns out, is a musical, which I didn't know before going to see it, but it's based off of a book I read in high school, Cyrano de Bergerac. It's got Peter Dinklage in it, and it's great. Um, it is a musical, though, so like you, it, I, I think you would probably enjoy it better going into it knowing that it's a musical. But that being said, Peter Dinklage is always great, and he was great in this. And then we have Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Now, my first intuition is probably to go with Cruella, just because she's a fashion designer in the movie. So the whole movie is about sort of clothes and like designing dresses and things like that. So right off the bat, I'm thinking Cruella. I know Dune, Dune a lot of the story, like the costumes are important to the story. So that is another contender, I would say. Nightmare Alley, I would put that one more probably leaning towards production design over costumes. I don't remember the costumes really, you know, jumping out to me as all that impressive. West Side Story, even though they probably did put a lot of work into the costume design, they don't jump out at me as, like, maybe the best costume design. To me, to me when it's just, like, clothes of that era, that seems a little weak to justify a costume design sort of nomination but maybe that's just me i'm not a costume designer and then last is cyrano which i also don't remember as like a costume heavy movie other than just you know clothes of that time so i'm gonna put cyrano at number five west side story at number four Nightmare Alley, I'm probably going to put it three. And now it's between Dune and Cruella. And I'm probably going to go with Cruella for two and Dune for one. Locking it in. If you're keeping score, that's so far two for Encanto and two for Dune. Up next, we have Best hair and makeup. The nominees for best makeup and hairstyling are Coming to America, which is the sequel to Coming to America, 
because in this one the two is a number two and not the letters T-O. It's the Eddie Murphy movie. And then we have Cruella, and we have Dune, and we have The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is a movie where Jessica Chastain is Tammy Faye Baker. She is also nominated for Best Actress. So The Eyes of Tammy Faye is nominated for this and Best Actress. And then we have, finally, we have The House of Gucci in its sole nomination. Now, leading up to this, I would have thought House of Gucci would have been nominated for more before having seen it. Just just the buzz, the amount of times I had seen that trailer, and just, you know, the trailer just says, Academy Award winner, blah, blah, blah. Academy Award nominee, blah, blah, blah. Academy Award nominee, blah, blah, blah. Like, everybody in the cast. Like, it was one where they just, like, hired only Academy Award-nominated people. But I saw it, and I agree. It's not great. The hair and makeup was fine. I understand why it's nominated for that. But this is another award that has a clear winner, which is The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Or, excuse me. Yeah, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I know I said it right. Just because, like, it was, it was probably between this and House of Gucci, but the eyes of Tammy Faye, they, the amount of like different hair and makeups that they have to do to her because the, the story takes place over like 20 years. So it starts off of her looking like relatively normal looking. And then every, every year she gets a little bit more and more just insane looking. And it just, they did a really good job just transforming it over time. And both Jessica Chastain, who unrecognizable in this movie, like you can't tell it's Jessica Chastain. It's one of the one of those like you like embedded into the role kind of things. And then her and Andrew Garfield also gets a lot of good makeup attention. Not quite as much, obviously, but but still a lot. So Eyes of Tammy Faye is an easy number one. I would put House of Gucci at number two. I'm gonna put Cruella at number three. Dune at number four, just because the the villain Baron um, of House Harkonnen, and played by Stellan Skarsgård, like he, just the fat sort of makeup situation that he had going on was also crazy. So he's get they're getting a number four, and coming to America's getting a number five because I don't remember it needing hair and makeup that well, so. Definitely putting that one at number five. Locking it in. Up next, we have production design. Nominated for production design, we have Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Now, The Tragedy of Macbeth stars Denzel Washington, and he is also nominated for a Best Actor role. This this is a movie where if you had asked me what award this movie should get, it's neither of the three awards that it's nominated for, which are production design, actor, and cinematography. Maybe cinematography, but the one that immediately jumped into my mind watching the movie was Best Supporting Actress because there is like a woman who plays like a witch, and she plays a few characters in the movie, but... 
it's so frightening and just the like body contortions that are going on during it and just how scary she is like i would have i would have put her as nominated for best supporting actress and the winner just because that scared the crap out of me let me just say and if 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 you do end up watching the movie she's the she also plays like what i previously know her from is she plays mrs fig from harry potter and it's terrifying let me just say anyway so best production design for this one i'm again gonna put west side story in last place and then you know what i lied already i'm gonna put power of the dog in last place i'm gonna put west side story at number four tragedy of macbeth at number three and I'm torn between Nightmare Alley and Dune because when I watched Nightmare Alley, the one thing I was like, this if, if it wins any of its awards, it's going to be production design. But I do think, despite that being the one that it could have won, I'm going to put Dune as what I think is actually going to win production design just because that movie is a visual marvel. So I'm giving it to Dune, locking it in. Up next, we have Best Film Editing. The nominees for Best Film Editing are Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom. Now this one, to me, it could have been Dune, but I don't think it's gonna be Dune. I think it comes down to two movies, which are Don't Look Up and Tick, Tick, Boom. And not even really coming down to those two. I'm almost 100% confident that it's going to be Tick, Tick, Boom that's going to get this one. Now, Tick, Tick, Boom is a movie we haven't talked about, although I feel like I should have, because of of the 10 movies that they picked, I probably would have swapped out two of them with two other movies, and one of the movies I would have swapped in would be Tick, Tick, Boom. Andrew Garfield, also nominated for Best Actor. Um, in In this movie, it's just... It's so good. It's about John Larson, who created the play Rent, or the musical Rent. And it's the story of his life leading up to that, because he actually, he passed away right before Rent premiered its first night. So this this is like the story of him struggling to write um, one, one in a second musical leading up to him making rent so this is like like him living living in new york sort of doing doing the struggling artist kind of scene and it's really good definitely worth the watch there's so many good parts of that i wish i could have done a full episode i probably could still could maybe i'll do one after but for time constraints tick tick boom definitely go watch i'm giving that one 100 percent on getting film editing following that up i will put don't look up at number two just because the just the the chaotic nature of that movie i feel like the editing does a lot to tell that story um following that up would be with dune and then king richard and then power of the dog locking it in tick tick boom up next we have best visual effects now, fun thing about best visual effects is I made my predictions for this category weeks ago because when they announced the nominations for best visual, for, well, for all of the Oscars, but when I read the nominations for best visual effects, 
this was the only category out of all of them that I had already seen every single movie in. So I was easily able to rank them right on the spot. And let's do that now. Let me share with you my six weeks ago rankings. And let me just see if they still hold up from six weeks ago. So the nominees are Dune, Free Guy. If you haven't seen Free Guy, please do. It's so funny. One of my favorite movies of the year. Doesn't, I mean, not best picture worthy, but like so funny. Easily, I'm going to rewatch that movie so many times. So anyway, Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, my rankings in fifth place was No Time to Die, just because it's not really a visual heavy movie. That one is more practical effects than visual effects, and maybe that's part of visual effects, but like the like special visual effects in the other movies would make me put this one at in last place. So, No Time to Die in last place. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings I put in fourth, just because even though I like the movie a lot, I think the visuals don't quite stand up to some of these other nominees. I'm going to put Free Guy in third, just because the visuals, the like the visual effects, they're not stellar, but they're not supposed to be stellar. Like, he's in a video game, so they're supposed to be a little cheesy, so they fit, and they fit better than they do in Shang-Chi, which is supposed to be more seamless, whereas in Free Guy, it's it's supposed to be a little off. But anyway, so I'm putting that one at number three. Now, between Dune and Spider-Man, I'm putting Spider-Man at number two and Dune at number one, just because Dune... Just, it visually looks so crisp and it's just so perfect. Spider-Man does also have a few just parts where the special effects just look a little, a little fake, but not, not really looking fake, but doesn't, it doesn't feel as real as it does in Dune. Like the worm in Dune is, it just, it looks just real whereas spider-man it's still like superheroes so like when they're flying and things like that it still looks a little like cartoony or video gamey so in in that battle i'm gonna give the edge to dune locking it in and i'm sticking with the the predictions i made six weeks ago when i when i did this so some things never change all right up next and last for this episode is best cinematography and this is going to be an easy category too let me just say the nominees are dune nightmare alley the power of the dog the tragedy of macbeth and west side story now i i'm just spot spot checking i already know the exact order which is in fifth place it's going to be nightmare alley which i understand why i got best cinematography like as a nomination but not gonna win it's not not enough to win the the other one when i was watching tragedy macbeth which i'm gonna put in number four that one just visually i was like oh this this is one where you could where you could take a picture you could take a screenshot at any point in the movie and it just looks perfect it's very it's a very artsy a very a24 kind of movie if if you know what that means um very very made to be visually just crisp 
Um, so I'm gonna put that one next. West Side Story, I'm gonna put at number three just because it does look really good. Like not, not enough for me to warrant giving it like a production design or something else like that, but the cinematography is really good. Like you could pause that one and make it the movie poster at, at any point. It's just, it's very well done. And up, our runner-up at number two is The Power of the Dog. Now, I don't, I don't, I haven't been giving The Power of the Dog too many awards just because I didn't like it. I don't, I think it's a little bit overhyped. And even though it's like currently one of the top two potentials for winning Best Picture, I'm, I don't understand it. But that being said... The cinematography, because most of this is on location, so just the, the fields, the mountains, the cinematography is really good in The Power of the Dog. So I'm putting that one at number two. But it does not hold a candle to our number one, which is Dune, which if Dune wins anything, like if it doesn't win any of the other things I'm recommending, if it wins anything, it's cinematography. Like Dune just looks perfect it's the perfect sort of visual journey to go on so dune easy number one locking it in and that is our first nine awards i tried to group all of the technical awards together for the first episode so to recap for best song we're giving it to encanto best score also encanto best sound dune Best Costume Design, Dune. Best Hair and Makeup, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Best Production Design, Dune. Best Film Editing, Tick, Tick, Boom. Best Visual Effects, Dune. Best Cinematography, Dune. So that is five for Dune so far. Two for Encanto. One for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And one for Tick, Tick, Boom. Now, up next, we've got all the big, big, the big secondary categories. Get ready. And I will see you soon. <laughs>